0: Hello and welcome to The Parenthood, the podcast that discusses all things parenting. Today, we are in our series, which is all about the baby's first year of life. And this is a really topical one because this week there has been a lot of press about baby sleep positioners. And we want this podcast to be reactive. So we're quickly recording a session just so that people can have their questions answered. We've been plagued by questions this week about whether or not these things are safe. So, to put it into context, There is a lot in the press over the last week, following a recommendation from the FDA, which is an American consumer regulator, that baby sleep positioners are unsafe. Now, we know from experience that these products are popular. Some people absolutely swear that they're essential for sleep. And plenty of women that we've met are using them and absolutely love them obviously no parent however wants to put their baby's life in danger so what's the deal here is this all a big fuss over nothing or do they have a point and should we be burning our baby sleep positioners with me today I've got Dr Kiara Hunt a GP and mother and um, I thought it would be really useful just to have a frank conversation to understand what this recommendation is what it's based on and maybe what a sort of pragmatic recommendation is the point is to give information so that all of you listening can make an informed decision about whether or not you want to use or continue using your baby sleep positioners. So Chiara, what what is a baby sleep positioner? What, what what exactly is the product? Yeah, I mean there've been lots of questions
1: this week from my patients. I've had lots of people asking me, you know, should I stop using them? Should I buy them if I'm pregnant and buying everything I need for my baby? Um, and I, I've had to think about it, I had to read through it, discussed it with various of my pediatric consultant colleagues and uh, sought their opinions, particularly ones who are also parents, as that usually gives a bit of a balanced view. Um, so what are baby sleep positioners? They're basically any uh, device that you can buy that's going to uh, enable your baby to sleep in a certain position. So they can be a nest, a sort of wedge, a bolster of some sort, a bean bag. There's lots and lots of different positioners, but essentially they are positioning
0: your baby in a certain way to sleep. And these are sort of alternatives to a, the traditional Moses basket or a cot where the yeah. baby lies flat. Um, so some people put the sleep positioners
1: in a cot, um, but yes, you can most of them you can use sort of a standalone. Um, but yes, traditionally, you would just put your baby in a Moses basket when they're very little or just straight in a cot uh, with a firm flat mattress.
0: And why do people use them? Their claims, I mean, I've sort of looked at a few of them and they sort of generally claim that your baby will sleep better in one of these sleep positioners. I remember one of them that I was sort of Reading said it sort of mimics uh, a position that's slightly closer to the natural position of the baby in the uterus rather than sort of flat, and that's why the baby sleeps better. Some of them say that they reduce reflux and that the baby is more likely to sleep more peacefully if they're suffering from a bit of reflux. Um, so there are various claims. Again, you know. I, mean, I think some of them even claim to
1: reduce cot death, uh, though I'm not quite sure. Uh, how they've made those claims I think there must be opinion rather than evidence-based but yes I think you know it's it's a product that parents buy and you know parents are but parents buy a lot of things for their babies and often stuff they don't definitely need so yeah i'm not sure they're strictly necessary but we'll, we know we'll discuss it
0: um so what's the story in the press uh, today what is this new is it new information is it, is it new sort of evidence that's come to light no well, it's not actually new so the fda which as you mentioned earlier the sort of uh, is an american
1: uh, consumer regulator has issued a statement recently just reminding parents uh, not to put babies into sleep positioners and actually it was in 2010 that they first issued this advice and it's based on some data that's come out um in the states linking uh 12 uh, cases of SIDS so sudden infant death syndrome where where or babi- death or cot death we call yeah. it in this country where you know babies will die in their first year of life with no sort of medical cause behind it so unexplained death um, and we know that there are certain associations with SIDS, uh, with sudden infant death, uh, that can make it more likely. And these 12 cases um, have been linked to sleep positioners rather than anything else that we know is linked to got death like smoking or putting your baby to sleep on their, on their front.
0: Because it, it's difficult, isn't it, to sort of prove something is safe? To put it into context, when the advice about SIDS about babies sleeping on their backs came out, this was millions of babies. Yeah, that was
1: a huge epidemiological study in the 90s, in the early 90s. This is it was called the Back Back to Sleep campaign, where they looked at a huge cohort of babies um, and then compared the the data before and after people were advised to put their their babies to sleep on their on their back rather than their front. And we saw that there were some clear associations between uh, putting your baby to sleep on your front and cot death. Um, And they looked at other factors that could potentially be contributing to the cot death and um, smoking was one of them Um, obviously putting your baby to sleep on their front mother smoking in pregnancy falling asleep on the sofa with your baby all the things we know about that are linked to cot death you know are based on associations uh, you know rather than non-associations it's very difficult to prove that something is not linked to cot death you have to look at the data and look at what the associations are
0: and the difficulty I presume is that you don't have millions and millions of babies that are being raised using these ple- sleep positioners because they're a new product, they're an yes. expensive product. They're certainly not used by the vast majority of the population in the way that Cots and Moses baskets are. Absolutely. Partly because of their price and partly because people presumably aren't convinced that they're really necessary. Yeah, and,
1: uh, yeah, I'd absolutely agree with that. I think there simply isn't the data available to say that it is safe. And so, because they just aren't that widely used, I don't think we can rel- reliably say
0: that, um, that they're also not associated with something like cot death and i think it's important to put cot death which is obviously something that every parent is very very frightened of we need to put it into context though it's still a very rare occurrence isn't it yeah. Kiara?
1: no i mean listen it's something that every new parent worries about but uh, in the context of of all the things that can happen to babies and mothers it's pretty small if i mean so uh, in the uk the statistics are um 230 cases of cot death year on average and that's out of nearly 700,000 babies born every year so we're talking a tiny percentage um, and actually even this data that's come out now uh, associated with sleep positioners it's 12 cases that have been thought to be associated with cot death um, uh, out of 2,000 cases in America of cot death Per year? Per year, so exactly. So that's actually
0: 24,000 in the
1: 12 years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in the 12 years that, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the, 12 years that the, the the data's been gathered, so these children have died uh, in association with the sleep uh, positions over the last 12 years. So yes, that's, that's, uh, that's 12 in 24,000 cases of cot death. So we're talking a minuscule amount, but... Again, of those cases of cot death, not everyone was using sleep positioners. Um and and as you said, in the in the context of just healthy babies, we don't have the numbers to know who who is and
0: who isn't using um this I sort of suppose thing. for sort of new parents listening to this, you know, sleep deprived, hormoned adult, it's yet another worry and a sort of world of worries for your new baby. And I think that if I was in that position, I I would slightly think Yeah, but a risk is a risk. And is it really worth taking that risk with my new baby? You know, it's a big risk. It's it's the difference between life and death. It's not the risk that they might graze their knee or they might get diarrhea or they might, you know, get, chicken pox or whatever it is this is actually a massive risk and probably a risk that most parents aren't willing to take however well the tiny. outcome is massive
1: the risk is small because you know we've just we've just been talking about the data the risk is small but you know the outcome of that risk is 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 huge and listen I think you have to put it in into perspective there's also a risk of uh, having a mother who's so severely sleep deprived that they can barely function and that is a probably higher risk to the baby than 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 using a sleep positioner um so i think that all has to be put into context and, and i think my advice would be you know, if you are a pre- you know, pregnant woman and you're thinking about what do i get what don't i get for my baby i wouldn't go out and buy a sleep positioner because the likelihood is you just don't need it most babies are perfectly happy and sleep very very well on their back uh, on a flat mattress in a cot or a moses basket that is empty you know that doesn't have any sort of toys or anything in it um and and you won't need any sort of sleep positioner. and then you don't have this worry no you don't have to even think about it if you are using a sleep positioner and your baby's always slept in it and you've never not used it again chances are they'll sleep perfectly well on a normal mattress so i would would, in that circumstance also take it away and just try them on on what we know is safe if you've had a baby who's really you know, suffered a lot in the early weeks and has cried and cried on the Moses basket on the mat and, and ultimately you've used a sleep positioner and that has helped and you're sleeping better and your baby's sleeping better. Well, then you have to weigh it up, don't you? Because the benefit for you is bigger um, because uh, your, your baby is sleeping well as opposed to not sleeping well when it wasn't in a sleep positioner. But obviously you have to weigh up that
0: benefit against the risk, which are small, but and not you nothing. you have to ask yourself the question that, you know, if you sort of think, right, I think my baby's not going to sleep anywhere but the sleep positioner. Does that mean you're not going to sleep because you're you're lying awake at night worrying that there's this tiny tiny risk but it's still a risk? As I would be, I'll be frank with you. I just don't think I, and that's no point either. If your baby is sleeping soundly in the sleep positioner, but you're worrying yourself sick, you know, ultimately that that's not great either. So I guess it's it, it's a, in a very individual decision. Yeah, it's weighing up the balance, and it's that risk versus benefit
1: balance. You know, what is the benefit for you, and have you actually proven that benefit by trying your baby on on a surface that we know is safe um, to sleep? And what are the risks? Risks are what we've just discussed, small, but can't be can't be ignored if I put it in the context of a parent saying to me that you know uh, their baby sleeps so much better on their front than their back and can I not just let them sleep on their front I'll say to them no there is absolutely unequivocal evidence that that is risky for your baby that that is significantly increasing the risk of cot death for your baby and um, if they say to me the same about a sleep position I can't be as emphatic because the data simply isn't there but I can't say there's no risk I simply can't and um, so I think you you have to weigh up as I say the benefit for you versus the 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 risk which is the same for everyone
0: I think looking at these incidences the tragic incidences of cot death where the sleep positioners have been used it's often been a case that the baby has rolled over and because the sleep positioners have a sort of more cushiony soft surface the uh, babies have ended up suffocating so what if you have a parent that says "Ah, you know my baby doesn't roll over so surely that makes it perfectly safe what would your response be to that well I'd say to that you you are going to be surprised by when
1: your baby rolls over babies do it at different stages and it it almost inevitably surprises their parents so um especially if you're helping them along the way and they're in a position you know which they inevitably are in a sleep position or whether it is easier for them to roll um then you know then they're going to do it at some point um and i think it's not just about rolling over all the way i mean some of these babies were found on their front having rolled over from the sleep positioners but others weren't um so it's not simply about rolling it's also about how close then your baby when they turn their head and roll is to the material of the of the positioner and whether that has a suffocation risk as well it's a bit like cot bumpers it's it's probably unnecessary
0: yeah okay so i think obviously the the difficulty is do i take it away do i use it i think our basic advice is try not to use them unless you absolutely have to probably more for your sanity than anything else because now that this tiny seed of worry has been planted in most parents minds they're just it's it's just a risk and no parents really want to take any risk, especially with such yeah. major outcome. And you know, you just have to remember the important the important things to think about when you're putting your baby to sleep is
1: you know put them on their back, put them on a flat, firm mattress, and make sure the area that they're in the cot or the crib or the Moses basket is empty of anything else. And follow those simple rules. That is, we and the know. No smoking. Yeah, but in terms of actually putting your baby to bed, if you follow those simple rules, and we know that's the safest way to put your baby to sleep obviously then in environment that is where there's no smoke um, we know that's significant
0: we were talking to a pediatrician who came and did the bump class and we asked her whether or not uh, she would use one she's got a baby who's about a year old and she said I wouldn't use one now, I don't think, although give me three nights of sleep deprivation and I might reconsider. And I think that sort of largely balances that very statistic-based medical um, argument with the practical argument that parents need sleep and they are already very sleep-deprived. Just don't assume you'll need it before your baby's actually born because chances are you won't. Yeah. Well, I hope you found this helpful. This podcast was recorded in October 2017 based on data that was released just this month. Um, Obviously, things do change. So if you're listening to this um, after October 2017, please do check out what your NHS and your GPs are, are telling you. For more information and for other tips, as well as the opportunity to request other um, topics for our podcast please do have a look at our instagram we're at theparent.hood i hope you've enjoyed it thanks for listening